Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host Dave Richardson, and it is Stew's Days. Or uh, uh, Stew, this is a this is a particularly special edition of Stew's Days because this is Stew's Days on the Prairie for me. I'm in uh, <laughs> I'm in Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, it, it, it's funny, Stu. So, so my my last month, I was I, I did a I did a presentation for some realtors here yesterday. Yeah. And and I said my last month I was in London. It was you know two degrees, pouring rain the whole time. Then I go to Greece. Should get good weather there, but we had 50 kilometer an hour winds and rain pretty much every day. Then I'm back in Calgary and Ottawa, and it's cold. And Montreal last week, there's an ice storm. I get here yesterday. And it's 20 degrees, beautiful, that, that big, big sky you get out on the prairies and beautiful. I said, you know, I had, I had to get all the way to Regina, Saskatchewan in April to find good weather somewhere. Yeah, well, no doubt it's beautiful, I'm sure. Yeah, and you got, you, you're, you're doing well back in Toronto too, right? Yeah, we're 25 degrees and sunny. We'll take it. I, I understand you're under a lot of pressure at home and I, I, I might be the cause of it. <laughs> the, the the endless debate about when to get your hair cut dave that's the uh that's always the pressure at home yeah well you should you should you should grow it out you should get some you should go with the flow Stu. yeah and then you got to get into the product and everything like that it's uh you know those are challenges for me the 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 product is tough and then uh if if you happen to to be at a hotel in in saskatchewan with no hot water that uh that presents its own challenges too so uh so, so I didn't you, want to say you, anything, but it did look like the shower was brief this morning, Dave. It it, it I'm I'm I, you know as as always glad glad this is audio only. So uh, so so I, I think we got a couple of really good things to talk about today, Stu. So the 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 first one is that this morning we we, we 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 get up and there's the uh, inflation report out of the U.S. and this is this is something that you know because of because of what we've been through in the economy, this inflation report and how it's going to impact interest rates and is is so critical and the report came out and it was you know pretty good right Stu? yeah it was it was uh you know on the headline basis kind of in line with ex- expectations but some of the underlying parts were a little bit better um you know this notion of like will the fed go you know one more uh tightening or not you know remains open to debate but you know certainly seeing the end of of interest rate uh, uh tightenings and um yeah, I think also the reaction in the in the bond market was interesting yeah. uh, because two-year interest rates uh, fell a little bit more than ten-year interest rates, and um, you know that that slope between a two-year interest rates and ten-year interest rates. So you take the two-year yield, you subtract the ten-year yield. We started the year at over minus one hundred basis points, wow. which is the bond market's way of saying you know there's going to be a real clenching here, and uh, you know the risk of of slowdown. Uh, is high, and the way that we, you know, factor that in if we're a bond investor is we buy ten-year bonds because uh, the economy is likely to slow down. And as the year has progressed, we're now at around uh, the mid-fifties of negative uh, slope, and that's really important, uh, you know, from an equity standpoint because we'll be watching that, and eventually uh, through this process, that slope will go positive, and that's the bond market's way of signaling, okay. Uh, monetary conditions are now maybe a little bit easier. The economy is going to do better. So now I need to not uh, take my 10-year yield so low. Uh, I need to guard against maybe a better economy. So we're not quite there yet, but, uh, you know, there are certainly, uh, you know, some signs that, uh, uh, you know, we do like to see that twos uh, to 10-year interest rate spread move less negative and eventually a positive uh, as, uh, as time progresses. Yeah, and as we've talked about many times with you and 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 Eric LaSalle's before, 
um, when you see that inversion or yield curve inversion, again, the shorter is, is shorter rates are higher than the longer rate, that, that almost always points to uh, a recession or a pretty significant economic slowdown. And, and that, that remains the base case, you know, even, even with this announcement today, just, this is just, you know, you're starting to see inflation slowly grind down. It's certainly moving in the right direction. And, and, you know, again, that, that hopefully leaves you where we've, we've talked about before, you know, with a relatively mild recession. And again, we, we, <laughs> recession's a recession, but, a, but a, a relatively mild and short recession, which, which kind of resets everything. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, you know, a couple of things, a couple of things just to add on that point as well is that, you know, some of the deposit data in the United States has settled down a little bit, uh, which is good. On the other side, some of the lending data does show uh, less lending. Uh, from the banking system, which leads into, you know, kind of that slowdown uh, type discussion. But, uh, you know, again, yeah, like your point, uh, you know, modest, uh, severe, you know, modest recession, certainly, uh, you know, a better outcome. And, uh, you know, things do seem, you know, contained and, and uh, a bit more normal course than, than, than uh, some might worry about. Yeah. And, and the stock markets have actually done fairly well recently. They have. Uh and, uh, you know, part of that is, is that, you know, there has been some additional liquidity around. And uh, when the when the economy is not using it, sometimes it finds its way uh, to uh, markets. And, you know, I think the second thing as as rates have fallen, um, you know, some stocks that either have healthy dividends, uh, their valuations have been supported, or some of the stocks uh, that have, you know, very strong margins, you know, quality oriented companies, you know, they've, they've seen a bit of a benefit on the valuation front. Well, that, that's a that, that's a great segue into in, into where we wanted to go next. And we, we were we were at a, an event last week together and we took a question from the audience and and it was it was around uh, Canadian dividend stocks, which I know you've been heavily involved in and investing in uh, for a long, long time. And, and, and the question was, why are Canadian dividend stocks so special? What, what makes them, you know, I, I know dividends work everywhere, but it seems like in Canada we we're, we're particularly blessed with some really good dividend-paying stocks. Yeah, I think it's a, a couple of a couple of fold. Uh, you know, definitely the investment community here is very focused on them, so management teams take them very seriously. Uh, you know, that's first and foremost. Like when I started in the business, uh, you know, someone used to say, you know, U.S. companies raise dividends to cut them, right? Like it's yeah. it was just a function of of uh, of um, of you know, the, some of the cyclicality in the business or returning cash flow to shareholders versus, you know, a, a Canadian dividend was kind of like marriage. Like it was it was something that was quite, uh, quite significant. Um, you know, when you look at long term equity returns, you know, the two biggest drivers are earnings growth and cash flow uh, through dividends. So, you know, in some markets, uh, growth receives a higher premium and, uh, you know, you tend to get lower payout ratios. Versus in Canada, you tend to get a little bit more of your total return uh, through the dividend uh, when it comes to when it comes to long term investment. And, uh, you know, there are some modest tax advantages in Canada to dividends. But, you know, generally speaking, uh, you know, the the companies in uh, the Canadian market, uh, we do, you know, have the benefit of, you know, there's a lot of stability. There's a lot of quality. And in each business and each industry, uh, there's often just a handful of uh, companies that are that are in the marketplace and um, you know that focus on quality and stability really shines through so uh, 
you know, you might have, you know, three grocers in a market, you have six banks, you have, you know, just like what we've gone through in the last in the last uh, three months, right? We have, you know, six banks in Canada, uh, we have 2,500 in the United States. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, you know, so so say what you will, but, uh, you know, the stability of, of uh, you know, of, of rational competitors uh, provides a lot of benefits uh, at different points of the cycle. And, um, you know, when we go through and look at a variety of Canadian businesses, uh, you know, that tends to be the industry dynamic. Uh, so you do get more dividends. You might get less earnings growth over time, but you do end up getting more dividends. Yeah. And, and then, and then Stu, just to, just to piggyback on that. So we're, we're here in an environment where, you know, rates of rates have risen significantly over the last year, but we're, we're likely getting closer to the end of those, those rate hikes. Uh, long-term rates have already settled back a little bit. And as we've talked about, have, have remained pretty well anchored through the, through the entire process uh, af- after the initial rise. And is, is that a good environment for, for, for dividend paying stocks or, or again, is it, is it much more about, you know, in, in one sector, it, it, it may be a good thing in another sector, it might be a bad thing. What just, but, but, but more in general, is it good for, good for dividend stocks, this environment? It's, it's generally good. It's generally good because the cash flow that you're getting, uh, improves in a lower interest rate environment. Yeah. But, um, you know, we also, you know, I think it's important. There are different types of dividend stocks. There are some that have higher yields and maybe not as much growth and they benefit a little bit more as interest rates fall. And there's others that have, you know, more middle of the range type dividend yields, but those dividends tend to grow over time. Uh, you know, those are the types of stocks and companies rather that, you know, that we favor over the long haul because they're kind of all weather uh, type stocks. Um uh, versus worried about, you know, do I have too much of this now and too little of that uh, later? But, um, you know, generally speaking, when rates are falling or stable, the constant yield that comes from your current dividend plus the growth over time delivers a pretty reasonable total return. And, you know, in particular, even like, you know, we've been through an inflationary environment. If that dividend growth of the whole portfolio can be greater than inflation, then we've preserved the purchasing power of uh of those cash flows that are that are coming to uh, investors yeah and and then uh, the, the other nice thing that uh, uh, about dividends uh is is you get that payout the company has to make that payout when they commit to it and then if you're if you need income it's a great source of income and then but getting to a a, a different instead of dca we can drip right that's right Two great points. Uh, we can put our dividends on dividend reinvestment, in which case we buy stocks of the companies that are paying us, or we just take the cash into the portfolio and reallocate it to the things that look attractive at the time. So yeah. it's a really it's a really beneficial tool. And um, you know, when you look at at si- some of the size of the funds under management, and you think about you know receiving you know three or four percent in cash each year, yeah. it's a uh, it's you know it's putting a lot of money to work. Um, so you know, being, being able to select amongst, you know, good quality businesses that might be out of favor. It's kind of like you're, you're, you're naturally taking from some that might be doing quite well and reallocating to, uh, to better the, uh, better the uh, odds of, of good performance going forward. Excellent. Well, I, I, I know, uh, I, I know you've got a, a particular passion for, uh, for, for dividend stocks. It's, uh, it's, it's been a, a critical element of your investment approach and, uh, and, and something I've learned a lot from you. And I thought it I thought your answer uh, last week was perfect, spot on again this morning, and uh, and and really highlights the uh, the, the, the 
some of the advantages of of, of dividend paying stocks and again that the, the advantages for different types of investors as well so so thanks for that Stu yeah like you know if if uh, you've got a bunch of ex-dividend dates in your calendar you might otherwise be a boring individual uh, but those are pretty exciting days uh, for dividend fund uh, managers because uh, that's the day that uh, that the checks come in it's um I, 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 I often wonder about your childhood. I, I, just, <laughs> I just feel like I feel like you maybe your parents forgot your birthday and, and, and Christmas, uh, which is why you like getting these, uh, these these presents through dividends all the time. That's right. Thanks very much, Dave. Okay, thanks, Stu. We'll talk to you next week. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.